0: Avengers!
1: My co-host Justin. Hello, Justin.
2: Hello, Alex. How are you?
1: I am doing fantastic. I'm so glad you could have joined me again this week. And I just want to let you know, you did hear a different name in there. Justin, it's not just me and you this time. I'm introducing you to Josh from the Talking Smack podcast. Say hi, Josh. Hi, Josh.
2: (laughs) Josh, I cannot believe we're actually talking on your podcast this week. I am
0: super excited. We get to talk smack in person, kind of. So this
1: week, everyone, we are going to do a Oscar pool. Now, Josh is the one who came up with this idea to have us compete against each other to see who is the best at picking either what we consider the favorite. So, Josh, why don't you explain the rules of how this thing is going to go?
0: Thank you, Alex, for allowing me to be on your wonderful show. You're welcome. So what we're going to do today is we are going to kind of rapid fire through the categories and just kind of give our pick. But we will have let's say two explanation cards so if there's one category where we feel like we need to justify what we're about to say or justify the pick that we've made we get to have like 60 seconds of uninterrupted explanation time and then a quick little discussion and then we'll move on to our next picks and then at the end of all the picks which having gone through this, it's really weird that the Academy doesn't put the best picture nominee as the last one. It's like right in the middle. And then there's all the like technical awards that they try to hush up. But uh, at the end of all this, we will sit down and just have a quick little discussion of why'd you pick that one? What, that's weird. Even though we, we may have had an explanation for it, but maybe we want to dive a little deeper, but we're going to try and keep this around like 30, 35, 40 minutes at most. Uh, it should be a fairly quick lesson, but them's the rules. Any questions? No questions. Oh, here? I actually
1: meant that for the audience and then we're just going to ignore them and go right oh. into it.
2: <laughs> but what if I had questions? Jeez.
1: All right. First category up for discussion. Well, up for picks is lead an actor. Justin, why don't you give us yours?
2: This one is going to be my biggest one I'm waiting for. And it's going to be Brendan Fraser.
0: What about you, Josh? I'm going Brendan Fraser as well. As am I.
1: This is going to get really boring if we don't start (laughs) yelling at each other. (laughs) Actor in a supporting role. I'll lead it off. Uh, Ki Huan. That's who I want. What about
2: you, Josh? Uh,
0: Same. Ki Hui Kwan.
2: Justin. The same goes. Kee Hui Kwan.
0: Uh, Leading actress,
1: Josh. Michelle Yeoh. Justin.
2: Oh, here we go. Uh, Kate
0: Blanchett.
1: And I'm going to Michelle Yeoh first so i'm gonna raise my hand
0: <laughs> so can i think we should change the rules a little bit we need to do it where everyone gets two explanation cards and basically one of us raises it because like this one i, I really want to know justin's uh explanation for for kate blanchett in this in this category so i think we'll we'll do it that way instead of everyone just kind of getting to pick and choose which one they have to explain Okay. I'm
2: down for that. And I kind of knew between you guys that I would have to explain this one. So Kate Blanchett, I've gone through both Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett numerous times in their performances. This one is, when it comes to Tar, it is a very complex role. It's a very complex screenplay. And the way she can execute it, when it comes to playing this maestro with the dynamic that she has with her co-stars and have that dry but subtle sense of power really shines in this role and to me this one is one of her one of her best performances and with Michelle Yeoh i will not be disappointed if she takes home the oscar on it but these two are neck and neck and as we saw from bafta numerous award shows these two are going to be the two in the running and but Kate Planchett's going to be a little bit over for me so she just squeaked by michelle yeoh
0: I think the physicality of what Michelle Yeoh brought to everything, everywhere, all at once, I think that puts her over for me. And not to get too political, but the Oscars are all about politics lately. Right. Uh, it, it makes sense that they would give it to the minority actress as well, um, especially with the whole she's the first openly identified Asian woman to be up for the award. Yeah, I can, I, and I
2: totally agree with that too. When it comes to these two, they're great powerhouse performances, and each one's going to add a little uniqueness to it. Uh, but this one was a tough one for me.
1: So for actress in a supporting role, on the count of three, let's all give our picks and see if we say anything different. One, two, three. Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Bassett. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do the same thing for best animated feature. <laughs> one, two. Three, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio.
2: <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to say the whole thing, so I just went Pinocchio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wasn't sure either, so I went with the longest one possible just to throw everyone off. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to
1: announce cinematography versus the one, two, three thing. We all picked All Quiet on the Western Front. Now we finally get into some interesting things. Costume design. Justin, what do you got?
2: This one I had to rethink a couple after our last conversation, but at the end of the day, I'm going with Elvis.
1: Mr. Josh?
2: I'm going with
0: Babylon.
1: And I'm going Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I will raise my hand now. Josh,
0: why the hell Babylon? Same here. I'm going with Babylon because the Academy loves to stroke its own cock, and <laughs> Babylon is all about Hollywood, so it's it's got a La La Land feel for me where it's just going to, stroke itself because that's the one award this movie can win
1: this movie just came and went it, it was a financial bomb everywhere it traveled and i just hate
0: but it's it. aggrandizing hollywood so it's it's something that they love to do like there's no reason la la land should have won best picture of the year or won best picture but because it's all about uh, an homage to the hollywood that was it won And that's what I feel like this is as well.
2: Yeah, well, I'll agree that Babylon will take away something. I don't know if it'll be costume design, um, because if you look at the movie, my opinion is the first 20 minutes is where you see that costume design really shine and show off its overconfidence.
0: And uh, just for the record, I counted Alex's call since he was the first one to say it. So uh, Alex and I both have one uh, explanation card left. Justin, you have two. Sweet
1: directing josh what
2: do you got
0: i have everything everywhere all at once justin
2: uh the banshee of Inishirin.
0: and i
1: have everything everywhere all at
0: once
1: i'm saving mine
2: um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sames i think I, I i think i know enough about the banshee of ensuring to know why justin went that way uh, especially listening to the previous bonus episode where you guys ta- talked about the nominees. If I remember, Justin had said that uh, he thinks the Banshee been- in Assurance will win, which usually the best director and the best picture are hand in hand, usually.
1: Yeah, I mean, I want everything everywhere all wants to win, but I would not be surprised by the Banshees at all. All right, documentary film. I will lead this off. A House Made of Splinters? Then Justin... Fire of Love. And Josh.
0: I went with Fire of Love as well, just because it's the only documentary I have seen. I have not actually watched this yet. I have just seen that Fire of Love is heavily advertised on Disney Plus.
1: All right. Documentary short film. Justin.
2: Uh, I went with Stranger at the Gate.
1: I went with Stranger at the Gate. What did you go with, Josh? I went with How Do You Measure a Year? Hmm. And we have film editing. I'll lead this off with Top Gun Maverick. Justin?
2: Everything, everywhere, all at once.
1: Mr. Josh?
0: So on the sheet, I have Top Gun Maverick, but I was actually thinking about it today. And I, I would like to adhere or request from the group if I can change it to everything, everywhere, all at once
1: okay all right uh josh uh we're gonna need you to leave the room for a moment justin and i gotta go over the rule book (laughs) justin as you can see on page 14 subsection c as as annotated by ricky you are allowed to make changes until the podcast is released do you want to give it to him
2: let's do it we'll make that exception for him
0: oh good because i've already changed it in the spreadsheet
1: (laughs) all right sounds good
0: (laughs) Also, I love the fact that you uh, talked about how Ricky had annotated everything <laughs> because she is a uh, statistician librarian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, moving on. We have International Feature Film. This is another sweep for us. For some reason, we all went with All Quiet on the Western Front, the big
0: Netflix release. That Netflix money has to go somewhere. Why not bribe in the Academy? Nailed it. Simple as that, huh? <laughs> Corruption's a big thing in all my picks here. (laughs) As it should be.
1: And makeup and hairstyling. Justin.
2: Ooh, I'm going with the whale on this one. And Josh.
0: I'm going with the Batman. And I'm going with Elvis.
2: Can I use my challenge card? Oh,
0: heck yeah. You have (laughs) two.
2: Oh, Um, man. Josh, I got to go with you on this one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right. We're all down to one challenge card. Sorry for the clicking of my pen. I'm very cynical on the, the hair and makeup one, just because uh, again, after listening to your Oscar nominee episode, all I could think about was what you guys were saying about all these other movies where like the whale was, it, it's pretty much just Brendan Fraser in the suit. And uh, same thing with the Batman. It's pretty much just Colin Farrell in like the full body makeup. And if you remember in 2017, Suicide Squad won for Best Picture pretty much on the basis of the Killer Croc makeup. And that was it. And it, I, I feel like that just like put a cloud over that entire thing. Because now, when you talk about the 2016 Suicide Squad movie, you have to say the Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. But uh, I, I went with the Batman because I, I was leaning towards the whale. But you can still see Brendan Fraser in the performance, which is part of the point. But with the Batman, they pretty much just went like, yeah, Colin Farrell's under the makeup. It's almost like when everyone found out that Daniel Craig was the Stormtrooper in the interrogation room with Ray in the Force Awakens. Like, you don't know that you you could just find out that that was a random dude, and you'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, random dude is a really solid penguin, cool. But it was Colin Farrell under all that makeup, which you could argue that if you're going to make him unrecognizable in the makeup, why even cast him? But I think that's why they cast him is so they can be like, look at this great makeup job we did. Give us an award, please, so we can call the Batman an Academy Award winning movie.
2: You being the cynical type with this, do you think they use the name mostly, the Colin Farrell name, to uh, promote that movie, just putting him under all that makeup? That would be my only like cynical piece of it. Um, that I would say about it
0: so I don't think that's necessarily the case because according to uh, Matt Reeves they cast Colin Farrell to be Colin Farrell and then when they were doing makeup tests they're like can we go a little further and it just got to the point where he was just completely unrecognizable and they're like oh my god this looks amazing and now he's gonna have to sit in that makeup for two years while they film a penguin spinoff for HBO Max as well as the Batman 2 so, like, I I don't know if it's necessarily intentional at the time, mm. but it was definitely submitted and probably paid for uh, to be nominated and win.
1: All right, moving on to music original score. I went with Everything Everywhere All at Once. Josh?
0: The only movie I have seen of this list is Everything Everywhere All at Once. So I went with that, but I could see them giving The Fablemans the best score just because it's John Williams
1: and Justin.
2: Yeah. I went with the Banshee of Inish here and, and I kind of agree with Josh on that one as well.
1: We have music originals, original song, and we all went with black Panther Wakanda forever. And it was recently, I think it was an announced this week that uh, Rihanna would be in fact, singing this song at the Oscars.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I, I just have to agree with, what Justin said when you guys did the nomination announcement episode. Uh, it, it's just, it's a good song. It's not just like, Oh, this complements the movie very well. It's just a good song. It, you, if you heard it on the radio, you'd be like, Oh yeah, let's stay here.
2: Very emotional song. Very great.
1: All right. Best picture,
2: Justin. Mm, shocker here.
0: It's going to be the Banshee of Inishirin.
1: I went with everything, everywhere all at once.
0: Josh. Uh I went with Avatar the Way of Water. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, I went with <laughs> My Heart just jumped. <laughs> I went with the Banshee of Anishirin as well. I'm just I'm hopping on the Justin train with that one. Production
1: design. I went with Elvis. Josh.
0: Uh I went with Babylon again, just kind of hedging my bets because I feel like this is another category where Hollywood and the Academy can kind of stroke itself off being like, Yeah, Hollywood, we're so great.
1: And Justin.
2: Yeah, this is, I'm going with Babylon too, because what Josh said in the kind of the beginning with costume design, I kind of feel um, with production design. I think they did a fantastic job with the actual design. And again, I hate saying that about Babylon, but give credit where credit's due.
0: Short animated film, Josh. The boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Justin.
2: Uh, same, the boy, the fox, and the horse.
1: And I went with My ear of Dicks. Now I'm going to... F- Fully say the only reason I picked this is because I really, really want to see whatever B or C level actor on stage having to read all these names and then go and the Oscar goes to my year of dicks.
2: (laughs) I love the pure honesty on that one.
1: (laughs) Well, it's just um, they we watched the uh the announcements live and I forget which two actors they had announcing them. But they were just saying them, and it sounded like the subtitle of, like, uh, a Fiona Apple uh, album or something like that. It just sounded like it could all have run together. (laughs) The the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse, my ear of dicks. And just (laughs) that they could not get through it without laughing. Um, my year. Of...
0: Yeah, that that is fair. You've got the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. The fly, the flying sailor, ice merchants. My year of dicks and ostrich. Told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and um...
0: that that sounds like a dare. Someone in like the prestige Hollywood made just made like the longest title of nonsense ever. Exactly. Out
2: of all the categories, these the short film category has the best titles. I swear they should have an award just for these.
1: Oh yeah. Um. My Year of Dicks is now on Hulu and I still can't bring myself hmm. to watch it because it is a, a, a movie about a, a teenage girl trying to lose virginity. <laughs>
0: and I, well, what's the difference ma- with American Pie?
1: I know, but it's animated right. and that somehow makes it worse. At least, you know, American Pie, they're all in their <laughs> mid-20s. <mid-twenties. laughs>
2: it is now playing on my monitor right now.
0: <laughs>
1: Alright, we have short
0: My Year of Dicks or American <laughs> Pie. I can split screen. It. We're good. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> short film live action. Uh Josh.
0: I went with Evolu. Justin.
2: Mm. Uh an Irish goodbye.
1: I as well went with an Irish goodbye. Alright, sound. I'm going with Top Gun Maverick.
0: Justin.
2: Uh same Top Gun Maverick
0: josh thank you uh i went with avatar the way of water all
1: right i'm throwing my card out why josh you haven't seen the movie you hate this movie you haven't seen it and you know you can't pick i never said i hated it
0: (laughs) (laughs) i I don't i'll explain myself i don't have four hours to waste when i have three children at home it's not wasted that's why i haven't seen the movie um but i i went with avatar for sound design because i i mean i know that like war movies especially like top gun sound design is very important but avatar so much of that movie is made from the ground up with the sound and so i feel like if if they're going to give james cameron an award for this year uh with avatar it's going to be either visual effects or sound which it's more than likely going to be visual effects I, i i do think that they they literally had to create every aspect of the sounds of these movies from the ground up. And that is something to be awarded.
1: I am glad that you could admit that's something that was good.
0: Well, I mean, I I'm still saying like the only things that I, I care about in this year's Oscars are Brendan Fraser, Michelle Yeoh, Angela Bassett and Ki Hoi Kwan winning their awards. If they don't win, if those four don't win, we riot.
1: I agree. Agreed. All right, for visual effects, we all went with Avatar The Way of Water. I think Josh just explained why we all went with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, for writing, adapted screenplay, we all went with All Quiet on the Western Front. Did anyone actually look up why the hell Top Gun Maverick and Glass Onion were in adapted screenplay?
0: It's because they're sequels. That is not what they're doing? I guess. I don't know if there just wasn't enough quality adapted screenplays or what, but um, I was curious about it not too long ago because I saw Ryan Coogler was credited as a, a writer on Creed 3, which Justin will be joining for us for that later in the week. Ryan Coogler has no real attachments to this other than like an honorary producer role and screenwriter because these are based on characters he introduced into the Rocky franchise. And so I believe because it's a sequel, it's based on a previous work, which means it's adapted. I
2: hate that. I hate the sequel uh, put into the adaption category. That that will drive me
0: nuts. Yeah, I, I don't like it either. I completely understand
1: what you explained and the reasoning, but that is
0: stupid as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Academy Awards. <laughs> So uh, I'm gonna play my last card, uh, just because we gotta get rid of these cards. So uh, Justin, you have one left, and uh, I'm gonna say, Justin, why did we pick? Why did we all pick "All Quiet on the Western Front" as the best adapted screenplay?
2: This one, I think, was the most challenging. And again, take the sequels out of it; you'll have what three movies? I think it is uh, that would qualify. But this one has been not only from a novel but redid over and over again over the years. And this is one that was actually not in English as it goes to its original source. And I think it was brilliantly done when it comes to focusing mostly on the characters in the environment versus just the war aspect of it. I think it was a nice little change with a a lot more detail in the characters versus what we've seen before.
0: I haven't seen the movie, so I agree wholeheartedly. (laughs) (laughs) And finally
1: writing original screenplay. Lean this off with, I went with everything, everywhere,
0: all at once. Josh. I went with everything, everywhere, all at once. Hoping for that sweep. And Justin.
2: The Banshee of Inishirin. And I will use my final card. I'm going to use it on Josh, because Alex, I already got your input on this.
0: Two rocks having a silent conversation with each other. A heartfelt, silent conversation with each other. That's all I need to say about this. I'm sorry. No. there. Uh, oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> obviously there's so much more that goes into what makes an original screenplay and what makes a a screenplay award-worthy and it just everything everywhere all at once is so bombastic it it's heartfelt it's crazy it makes no sense but it makes perfect sense all at the same time and i i just i can't think of a movie that if they're not going to win Best Picture, which again, I, I don't know, I don't think they will, because to Alex's point, it's not necessarily a movie that the Academy likes to award the big prizes to. So I feel like a, a screenplay award is where the, the Academy will go. Um, but I just think there's enough of like absurdities in this movie and just the way they adapted it. I mean, hot dog fingers and um, transitioning between realities and timelines and multiverses. It it just it it's a it's a beautiful movie, given that it's like pretty much an action comedy drama and just like all, the blending of all those genres. It all starts with the screenplay. And I think that is where this will win is because it is just that mishmash of everything that just becomes something beautiful.
2: Yeah, I do love the ideas and you make some great points on the ideas, the concepts, um, all that's very unique but I think what's really going to hold this off from a win is really going to be the actual dialogue. It has some great moments in it, but I think we're going to, there's a couple other movies that have just a little bit of edge over the idea. um, And with a little bit more substance.
0: The Academy does like their dialogue.
2: They do. They like their words.
0: (laughs) I am shouting in a very emotional way. Please give me my award.
1: (laughs) Anyway, that's, those are our Oscar picks. And now we're going to go off on tangents. Elvis is such a weird movie.
2: (laughs) I'm actually surprised this got as many nominations as it did. It's one of those. They're putting it in there. um, Take out. uh, uh, God, I'm brain frightening right now. Uh, Tom Hanks. No. Oh my god. Uh,
0: Director boy. Um... Yes,
2: thank you. Yeah, Austin Austin Butler. Yeah. Thank you. Austin Butler. Oh man. Austin Butler. Uh take him out of it. I mean, he was the only real Oscar worthy thing in this movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But this one was so oddball. Then we take a movie like The Whale, um, that gets what two nominations. Um, and to me that was a better picture than what Elvis um was when it comes to uh, Oscar worthy.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, I like Elvis but I mean Josh and I have dissected it, and you and I have dissected it a bit when we were talking about stuff. I don't think it is um the director's best film. But it no. is sitting with me in a weird way. Like every once in a while like there's just a few moments in that film with Austin Butler that I actually I'm like I kinda of wanna rewatch that again. Like when he is doing the um gets tricked into going to Vegas and he's working with the band the first time and you really see Elvis like, Okay, this is what I wanna do and then I occasionally think back to just um the last moments with him and Priscilla Presley before when he gets you know it's right at the end of the movie, he's about to get on the plane and stuff like that. I really it there's so many good little moments. If Tom Hanks wasn't in that movie, I think I would enjoy it about eighty percent more. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was going to say, like, that movie does stay with me in a weird way, but it's only because of Tom Hanks. I see him in my nightmares. (laughs) Just that gargoyle (laughs) makeup job.
0: Yeah, I didn't know anything (laughs) about the colonel. Like, I just knew the colonel was Elvis's manager forever because, like, every Elvis impersonator is like, oh, thank you very much, colonel. And, like, they just, (laughs) I was just like, okay, the colonel, yeah. And then he starts talking in this weird German southern american accent i'm like what the fuck is this this is a choice (laughs) and then i looked up his biography almost immediately It's like oh okay he emigrated illegally into the country after world war ii and uh yeah so it makes sense that he would have this accent but like no one said hey tom reel it back because this is really distracting and hard to listen to all
1: right i'm adding an unofficial category to the end of this i would like to us all to guess the length of this telecast they have promised this year that they're trying to bring it in under three hours
0: i'll go three hours and three minutes
1: how dare you (laughs) i said i was gonna leave it off all right i'm gonna go sorry i I jumped the gun (laughs) i'm going 327 what about you justin
2: oh i'm going 312
1: all right now this is going to be like the price is right it's the closest without going over (laughs)
0: <laughs> come on 311 <laughs> exactly. exactly. are you gonna notate that in our uh oscar pool sheet
1: yeah if you could get ricky to go in there and make it all official with the black line the green bar for the winner that'd be fantastic
0: well she's not a notary so i mean she she can't make it official official but yeah we'll, we'll do something
1: fantastic that will be the tiebreaker the length.
2: Well, one thing we haven't had is, Josh, we haven't talked. What is your biggest Oscar disappointment for nominations this year? Ooh.
0: Um, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um Honestly, I, I really have not cared about the Academy Awards since probably 2017 when Suicide Squad won. Like that was the last year I really paid mm. attention.
1: We're going to bring this to a close. If you want to vote along with us i don't know join our discord email us <laughs> join at... our discord. <laughs>
0: oh we should make an oscar pool discord yeah um you can also email us at tsmackpod at gmail.com damn it
1: let's start this over <laughs> if you would like to join our oscar pool we will create a discord for that it's tsmackpod at com. you can email us at tsmackpod at com. you can catch justin from the movie wire at where justin
2: uh, any of my socials at Instagram, Twitter, or Letterboxd, at Movie Wire Show, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: And you can catch my infrequent co-host, Josh, <laughs> at which socials, sir?
0: Uh, you can follow me personally at Josh underscore Scar. You can also follow the podcast at TalkingSmackPod. On Twitter, we're also on Post and Hive Social, as well as the Facebooks and the YouTubes.
1: Fantastic. And we wish you all a lovely evening. And don't forget, if you're gonna watch the Oscars, you're in for about three hours and twenty minutes of disappointment. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Roll that theme music.
0: Say it, Josh. It Josh.
2: <sighs> Gosh, start, Josh.